femininity is powerful in all its forms, exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring, and this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Maria Chokan. Maria is from Maramniku Volja, Romania, and she recently graduated in 2022 from University College London with a degree in computer science. Her hobbies are playing chess, which is actually both a hobby and a side job. She doesn't play competitively anymore, but she loves to teach kids. She loves to run, reading, and writing. Maria, how are you today? Hi, Aziz. Thank you for having me. I'm feeling lovely tonight. How are you? I'm feeling positive, optimistic, (laughs) filled with the energy of life, and very curious about you. So I'll begin with this. If your friends were to describe your personality, who you are, what would they say, as well as would people in Romania, your friends, say something different to those friends you made in London? That is a, that is a very tricky question, but a very interesting one. Um, I'm saying tricky because uh, I feel like sometimes we tend to perceive ourselves differently uh, as people around us do. Um, but for my friends in Romania, I think they might find me quirky, but in a funny way, I hope. Uh, I'm saying quirky because I'm the type of person who uh, gets interesting about things quite easily and likes to read into different topics or just uh, is not very consistent with um, with the things she reads or writes about. So that that's, that's what I'm thinking. My friends might call me quirky. For both my friends in Romania and in London, I think they might label me as an open person. I really like getting to know people and I'm usually not afraid to introduce myself, to ask people questions, to talk about myself or listen to others talking about themselves. So, um, and, and it's, a, it's a thing that I really appreciate about myself. Thank you. So if I understood correctly, you're the type of person who gets excited about new things that you delve into them, but often you get distracted by the new exciting other thing and that makes you somehow jump from one thing to the other, be open to all topics and get excited about all big range of varied things. Is this correct? Yeah, that's actually a very accurate description. I think uh, curiosity is one of the keys to really living life at its fullest. I love that. But I will, you know, ask about how do you deal with some of the society pressure that you have to focus on one thing, to go deep on one thing, to keep on learning more and more and more about one thing, especially chess specifically you're literally doing the same thing for many many years in order to reach your level so how do you deal with that kind of scenario uh, expectation or at least you know productivity tip i um i would say that the topic of productivity is a complicated one for me uh because on one hand i am um 
preoccupied about my studies. I am preoccupied about uh, improving myself as a person. Um, and I want to do this in, uh, in the most effective way possible. But at the same time, I try not to get too uh, stressed um, about how many hours of studies I'm putting in in one day. And uh, that's, a, that's a tricky balance to achieve. I feel like on uh, social media, there are various trends that are encouraging people to be more organized, to be more aware uh, on what, they, what they're spend, spending their time on, on um, what they're directing their attention on. And I think that can be uh, very, very helpful to a certain extent. Uh, for example, I might uh, follow some accounts that post very aesthetic photos of uh, people studying in coffee shops or organizing their desks in um, in certain ways, and that makes me want to get into studying or keep studying as well. At the same time, uh, if if that is the only type of content that you consume, then you might become overwhelmed quite quickly. You might uh, constantly have the feeling that you're not doing as much as uh, others are doing or as much as you could achieve in one day. Um, it also gets um, harder to allow yourself to take a break. Uh, so for me personally, this this balance is always moving. I don't have a, a perfect recipe yet, but I'm trying to listen to my body. I'm trying to monitor the levels of stress or anxiety that I'm feeling towards a, a specific task. And also I try to understand what are the types of studying and the types of um handling tasks so that I uh, am fully engaging my brain if that makes sense like for some people drawing or visualizing their tasks might be more helpful than listening to to a YouTube video or the other way around and I try to pay attention to what works for me when it comes to studying and working. Thank you that's really wonderful it shows a sense of self-awareness of balance and you mentioned that you're open to meeting new people, to introducing yourself. What are people for you? Are they like a source of energy? Are they a gateway to stories and lessons? Are they just like a reflection of the universe that you go meet and you get in touch with that basic humanity? Or... What is the driver behind your openness to new people while many are too shy or too reserved or too scared to connect so much with strangers? So I would like to begin by saying that I identify as an extroverted person. So that might be explaining a lot of my courage towards talking to new people and um I think every person has uh, a so-called social battery uh, that once it's drained, um, that person might need to take a break from people. And it's perfectly normal for every person to understand where this, uh, this, this level on their social battery lies and sort of calibrate themselves to it. So yes, I would say I have a, a high social battery. And uh, for me, meeting new people represents a sort of inspiration. I 
really appreciate when I meet someone that uh, tells me something that I didn't know about, that shares with me a part of themselves that uh, maybe shows me something about the world that I haven't I haven't considered before or I haven't looked from that angle before. It is truly wonderful to listen to people and then leave that room of conversation wherever you are in a restaurant, in a pub, uh, on a bench in the park and feel like those two hours or 10 minutes that you spent with that person were, were valuable, that there is a tiny bit of information, a tiny bit of the world that you got to put in your pocket thanks to talking to that person. And uh, definitely when I meet someone, I see a reflection of the world, but also a reflection of myself. Because whenever I notice someone about, I notice something about someone, or I have a, a strong emotional reaction to to something that someone has said to me, that is ultimately revealing something about myself. So, you could say that by meeting people, you get to meet yourself as well. I agree one hundred percent, and that makes me even more curious about you, since you're an extrovert. Yet a lot of ho- your hobbies, the activities you do, whether it's running, reading, writing, or chess, are usually more introverted and solitaire. So how do you bring that human element, for example, to chess or even to writing? Do you write stories and then you try to understand and analyze the characters as people and you get inspired from the people you meet? Or in chess, do you t- try to talk? to chess people and usually they're very quirky as well so it's interesting or do you have somehow of a two-sided personality when your battery is drained you go for those activities you become temporarily introverted and then you return back to your normal self (laughs) now now that i'm thinking about it i might have the two-sided personality that you mentioned um however when it comes to chess i would um wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to the really strong Romanian chess community that um, I've been lucky enough to be part of for a really long time. Um, So by participating in chess tournaments since I was seven years old, I got to uh, visit a lot of um, cities and towns in Romania, but not just in Romania. And uh, this way I got to meet people that were also very, very passionate about chess. And that's that's the best conversation starter for us chess geeks. So I do I do have some some friends that are chess players and we like to share um, our games, even online games, just to make fun of our mistakes or make fun of our opponent's mistakes. So when you share the same passion with uh, with someone, you are very likely to to bond. Uh, more easily at least in the beginning and um, about writing I definitely do uh, take my inspiration from uh, the people in my life so most of the most of the characters that I put in my stories they are based on someone that I know or that I once knew Uh, usually they are combinations of people so they reveal a certain personality trait that I met in someone maybe five years ago with a personality trait that I see in my dad every day. So I would say that writing and meeting new people, they have sort of um, 
of um, reciprocal relationship as in meeting new people gives me inspiration to write. And then whatever it is that I write, I end up talking to my close friends about and then they say something about my stories and then, then I get inspired again and so on and so forth. Thank you. And since you seem to be a student of people and of characters, whether fictional or the people you meet, what do you believe deep down makes a character or a person fascinating and unforgettable? You mentioned passion, you mentioned some character traits, but to you, there are some people you might meet and it's nice and okay, and there are people you meet and they're fascinating. How would you describe the feeling um, of that, or at least how would you describe your kind of people, the people you tend to gravitate towards? The one thing that I find most fascinating in people is their drive to change things around them. I've always appreciated uh, those types of people that not only notice the things around them that might be wrong or unethical or unfair they also decide that at some point in their lives, they're going to come back to those unethical things or unfair, unfair things and try to make them better, even if it's just by a little bit, even if the difference that they make in this world only impacts two or three people, uh, which is why, by the way, I appreciate your podcast so much. Unfortunately, uh, not all changes are, are good. So I would have to add that uh, this fascinating person with um, enough ambition to actually change something in the world must also be incredibly open-minded. This person has to uh, be willing to give up on prejudice, on biases. They have to avoid being judgmental or at least judging people too quickly. So... I would say the second most fascinating thing I find in, in people is um, when they uh, know or at least try, at least make it as a goal to handle people's emotions with care, to be preoccupied with saying empathetic things, with asking appropriate questions, with uh, actively listening to the people to the people around them because ultimately if you want to make a change and you want to make a good change you have to listen to the people around you see what their problems are see where things could be better and then base your your um, ambition and your drive to change onto the information that you gathered I think by uh, by giving girls the opportunity to to share their stories to talk about their experiences not only are you inspiring people but you are also putting that information out in the world I'm a girl I'm talking about myself and uh, I might inspire someone to to do a great thing for tomorrow thank you so much you're so kind and I appreciate your support and again I'm curious about you because you're a multifaceted person who contains multitudes and I like that you don't fit in any category and I like when I don't categorize people because then you see their uniqueness and that's one of the goals of this is to show how unique every girl is. There is really not such a thing as girls in general or women 
although it's uh, like in the language it's used to understand, otherwise we'll be confused. But every woman is so unique in every way. And sharing that can both inspire as well as allow the listeners or girls listening to think, I don't have to fit into any mold. I don't have to be like an Instagram girl or whatever. I can be anything I want because there is no definition I have to follow or subscribe to. And so to ask you again about your multitudes, emotionally, do you tend to only focus on positive emotions? You wish to be happy every day? Or are you the kind of person who feels and enjoys relaxing to a murder mystery documentary or a serial killer thing or like a sad movie that makes you cry and you feel that pain, emotional pain, sadness, heartbreak, etc. are essential for you to keep life interesting and to appreciate the happy moments or if you could live happy forever in positive bliss nonstop, you'd choose that and never feel bad emotions or bad, you know, quote unquote, again. To answer your question, I'm definitely not happy all the time. I don't necessarily think that uh, being happy all the time is, uh, is, first of all, something achievable. Actually, I definitely don't think that. And um, I am not sure that it is uh, something to wish for either. I think I read this, uh, this bit once that happiness is a feeling that often people idealize as a sentiment, as something long lasting, whereas you are usually feeling happy for what, five seconds or two minutes, and then you feel good, but not happy, not ecstatic. Maybe happiness is not something that is meant to last. When I am feeling sad or blue, I try to remind myself of two things. The first one is that I believe there is a a tendency in us human beings to focus more on negative things, especially in hindsight, to uh, frequently recollect bad bad memories instead of good ones, because that might be our body's mechanism of warning us to not make the same mistakes in the past. So if I remember a moment in time when I felt disappointed or ashamed by remembering and recalling that memory, I might be less likely to do the same thing in the future. I, I think that might be how it works. And the second reminder would be that it might be helpful to treat emotions as information rather than uncontestable truths. So what I might be feeling right now is a valid emotion. I'm definitely feeling sad or depressed or uh, disappointed or nostalgic, but I might also be tired or hungry or not eating the right things. So I might be influenced by that as well and my body might be warning me that I am uh, burning myself out that I am too stressed that I need a break so whenever I even I'm feeling overwhelmed by an emotion I try to look into it and see what that emotion is trying to tell me maybe there's something that I should change maybe I need a break maybe I need closure from a recent uh, event in my life and and so on and so forth and I do enjoy murder documentaries I'm not gonna lie uh, it 
they do bring the the Sherlock Holmes bit of my personality into action. I uh, I find it fascinating when the detectives they're trying to put together the clues and they're trying to psychoanalyze the the criminal and sort of see what his pattern is, what his mo is. Uh, I think that's that's my favorite bit. I like that. And since you mentioned Sherlock Holmes, and that's very very UK of you. Well, if you could describe what you notice about the differences between the culture of Romania and Romanian people compared to people in London, how would you actually describe, although you're from a small city, so you're even in touch with the more real culture of Romania, how are Romanian people, how are Romanian women and girls the younger generation compared to people in London and from other cultures? Uh, One thing that I've noticed about um, Romania, and this is just an opinion, is uh, a big difference between the young generations that are not now coming and and their parents, basically. I think in um in Romania the the generation of my my parents is a little bit more rigid in terms of um of career choices in terms of lifestyle choices so uh people young adults especially girls they are more encouraged to treat things as achievements more than experiences so you might notice a young Romanian adult being encouraged to pick a very demanding internship rather than one that is not as demanding maybe it doesn't look as good as uh, the other one in the CV but uh, it is in a more exciting city or it pushes that person to experience a completely different culture. I, I, However, I would like to say that I have met a lot of Romanian girls that are incredibly ambitious and that have uh, succeeded in overcoming these stereotypes and these um, these this pressure that is coming from um, from the already matured generations. So obviously in London, as a, as a way more international community, you don't get this pressure that much. You have the chance to meet people that uh, might take a gap year or might take six months of school just because they want to uh, full they want to pursue a hobby or they want to learn something about themselves or they want to go traveling, uh, they want to go on a music tour. Uh, they are not as concerned with uh, with uh, figuring their life as a lot of Romanian young adults are. And although in the, in the short run, it might seem like um, being very focused on your career is going to get you that job, is going to get you that salary very quickly. I, I, I don't necessarily underestimate the, actually, I don't underestimate at all the importance of, uh, of having different experiences and sort of figuring out what it is that you want and that you don't like before settling for, for a job. And I feel like a lot of, uh, young Romanians are encouraged to to do the latter, to find that job, finish that degree and live life uh, after that, not before that. So th- that is, I think, the biggest difference between uh, living in London and living in a small town in Romania. Uh, obviously, in terms of the student life, the, the things that you get to do, London has 
what, 10 million inhabitants. So there are uh, so many things that you get to do regardless of what type of person you are. If you're into rock music or pop music, you are gonna find something to fill your Friday night with. That's something that I really love about London and that you don't get in in uh, small towns uh, and definitely not in Romania as much, the diversity. I understand and I feel your wisdom. You're actually a very self-reflective kind of person when you spoke about murder mysteries and the detectives psychoanalyzing and putting pieces together in many ways, I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, that's you describing yourself and how you think and feel. And therefore, to end this wonderful conversation, is there a lesson that as you mature and grow, you understand about life, either a way of living, a way of capturing moments better, a way to approach this elusive experience we call being alive, that has helped you or is developing into your mind that you'd like to live through and practice more? I would like to encourage people to challenge things, to challenge the societal constructs around them, to challenge the uh, behavioral patterns that they grew up with, uh, to challenge the norms and beliefs in their community. Uh, of course, not publicly, or at least not in the beginning, but just when when they're looking themselves in the mirror to see a person that doesn't have a lot of strong beliefs that have not been gone through that person's system system of beliefs first. I would want to encourage people to challenge those social social trends, uh, challenge those perfect Instagram photos that are revealing the perfect life and uh, the perfect study routine and try to make their own. I would like to ch- to encourage people to be so intellectually curious that they are developing within themselves a, a way to to judge our reality so that whatever statement they accept as true is uh, not just something that they pick on from the people around them, but something that they thought about and that they truly and genuinely agree with. Thank you so much, Maria. This was enriching. This was very valuable. And I learned about you. I remembered a lot of timeless principles that you shared. And it's my honor my privilege that you participated in this project and I wish you good luck in your next chapters of your life. I wish you a positive week and I thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. I can't express in words how grateful I am to be here today and also how truly thankful I am for you developing this project, you giving the opportunity uh, to me and to other amazing girls in this world to share our stories and to answer some some questions that other girls around the world might smile uh, when hearing the answers to. Thank you so much.